On this DLC installment of Show Me Your News, our predictions for E3 2019, and which Smash characters could be revealed. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show Me Your News! Greetings Smash fans, and welcome back to Show Me Your News Ultimate. Before Super Smash Bros. Ultimate launched, we were your weekly weekend podcasting source, recapping the biggest news in anticipation of the game. My name is Peter Spezia, but you may remember me as Yoko. Well, E3 2019 is upon us. It's the Friday before E3 2019 here. That means tomorrow, Saturday, it's EA Play, it's Nintendo World Championships. Then on Sunday, it's Microsoft's conference and Bethesda's conference. Monday, it's Ubisoft, it's Square Enix. And then on Tuesday, it's the Nintendo Direct. Kind of a smaller year this year. No EA conference, no Sony conference. It's a bit of a weird one, but it's important because it's Smash Brothers DLC. And for us, that's a big deal. I mean, we know of Joker, the first character, as part of Challenger Pack 1. But who are the other characters that could be revealed? Will we just get one character this year for E3? Will we get two characters? We're going to start right out here with our predictions for E3. Just a quick little recording here. Get it on the record. I've got Super and Tony's predictions. Kind of they sent it to me and I've got them here to read to you. But we just wanted to get this on the record here before we record a full conversation of our thoughts of where we stand with the game, where we stand with thoughts on DLC. We'll do that after E3 2019, but just wanted to get this here on the record and let's start with Super Smash Brothers. It's been a week, certainly, and there's one character that has dominated the conversation and that's Banjo-Kazooie. Now, for weeks, for months, we've been talking about if there is a Microsoft representative for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC. It's between two characters, really. First of all, I mean, to be at E3 2019 makes sense. It's where Microsoft will be. They'll also get to do some promo if that's the case. But it has been between two characters. It's the fan demand, the you know Nintendo 64 history, Sakurai possibly wanting to use the character ever since Melee. There's one side with Banjo-Kazooie. There's the other side with corporate, you know, money, greed, one of the biggest games of all time, a new audience to possibly introduce to Super Smash Brothers, and that's Minecraft. And for a while, I honestly thought that, you know, with Nintendo's getting involved and helping make the decisions, money talks. We were probably going to see Minecraft Steve or some representative from Minecraft. But now, for this past week, we've been getting, you know, word from the venerable Shinobi 502, from Vergaben, who claims a 99% chance of Banjo Kazooie and all the things he's gotten right over time. There have been merchandisers lining up to say we're doing stuff with Banjo-Kazooie. So let me give you my prediction for what's going to happen at E3 this year. I think Banjo-Kazooie is a Smash World Championships reveal on Saturday. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday. But if you're listening on Saturday today, like I think something's going to happen at this Smash World Championship. Starts at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. I think Spiral Mountain is his stage. I think three of the following five characters are represented as me costumes. 
Mumbo, Gruntilda, Conquer, Minecraft Steve, and Master Chief. I think three of those five are me costumes. Why do I think this? I think in this Western catered event in front of a live audience for the first Western third party, I think it's easy to get Microsoft's blessing for a reveal there. They'll probably be there, to be honest. I mean, they're already there in Los Angeles for E3. Plus, I think if when you're seeing all these rumors pop up from different trusted sources, it wouldn't surprise me if ongoing rehearsals for this big production, this big event, have created more points to contact and kind of tangent off of as far as rumors and sources and whatnot. If there is a release window announced for a possible Banjo-Kazooie and Smash announcement, I'll peg it as a late summer release, and I'll, I'll get to why for the Nintendo Direct. But why I think this could happen Saturday, most importantly, is because the next day on Sunday, Microsoft can then reiterate this news and say, oh, we are so good with partnerships, and here they are. Some, from Nintendo, here, let's bring a Nintendo representative on stage. Someone new is coming to the press conference. Who could that be? Very interesting. While Microsoft gets to talk about how, how good they are, right? I think they'll use it as an opportunity to segue to saying, and here is a remaster, a remake for Banjo-Kazooie. And maybe Tui, you know, kind of throw it in there. But I think in the style of seeing how popular Crash Bandicoot and its remaster was Spyro the Dragon, its glow up. I mean, I think those are big enough deals that maybe Rare, Microsoft, maybe wants a little piece of that pie. But yeah, so I think having Microsoft do that on Sunday is really a big deal so that they can get some of the recognition for the deal as well. And then Tuesday for Nintendo Direct, I think that's where you see Erdrick from Dragon Quest. Uh, you know, if we're talking about more details, a setting in Alephgard as a stage, other series protagonists maybe could be included with alternate costumes. And then maybe other party members from different Dragon Quest games are me costumes. I wish I knew more about the franchise to give you more specific, appropriate picks, but that's not me, unfortunately. And you know, I think you can reiterate the Banjo news here. Once again, during the direct, remember, hey, Western audience, this is what you really want, right? But do remember that directs are produced at the direction of Nintendo's offices in Japan. And Dragon Quest is one of the last Megaton franchise holdouts for the market that Super Smash Brothers is developed in. Like, don't take that out of the consideration. That's a really, really big deal. I'm sure Square Enix wants to promote Dragon Quest internationally at this point. You'll see it even further with proof that it'll be paired with another reminder that Yep, Dragon Quest XI-S is coming this fall to Switch with exclusive content. And here's Erdrick. I think he will likely be launching imminently. Whether it's a shadow drop saying, out today, out this week, what have you, I think he's likely further along in development based on that Brave data that we saw. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he is the you know more imminent one. Would I love to see Banjo-Kazooie be... He's out now, and then Erdrick is later this summer. Yeah, I would love that as a big Banjo-Kazooie fan. But I honestly, with how far the data is along, I could see the alternative here. And so that's what I'll predict. Of course, I would love to see Sora, Chrono, Gino, 
as a Square Enix representative, but you got to recognize what Square Enix is trying to do with Dragon Quest globally. One of the biggest franchises in Japan to still have Smash representative, uh, you know, representation required. And we've seen the writing on the wall for a long time now. So I think it's Banjo this Saturday at World Championships. I think Microsoft reiterates that with a Banjo remake, like Crash, like Spyro, and then Airdrix at the uh, at the Direct on Tuesday. That's what I have to say about my prediction for Smash Brothers E3 2019 news. Tony TH has a similar thought to what I have. He says, quote, there will be two characters announced, Banjo at Saturday's tournament to close the show, and one at the Direct, some sort of Nintendo presence during the Microsoft conference. The second one will be some weird JRPG character only one fan base will be excited about, probably will have a sword. And yeah, that's kind of sounding like Air Trick to me. Super has a different thought, though. He says, quote, Whatever this Banjo-Kazooie stuff is building toward is going to be hella underwhelming. This includes a port of the XBLA version to Switch. As far as Smash DLC goes, we only get Airdrick during the Direct. God, I wish it wasn't. But these are predictions, and I decided to tell my heart to shut up. And, and I hear you. Honestly, there are Dragon Quest fans in North America. Not as many as in Japan, though, to be honest. And yeah, other characters would be dream picks for Square Enix, but I think you got to go with your head on this one and not your heart. So I agree with the Airdrick bit, but I feel like the sources, the Banjo stuff is coming from. If it's a misdirect, I mean, I mean, man, can we not trust anything anymore? The Grinch leak was one thing, sure, but this is coming from some real solid sources. People have heard something. So I feel pretty confident about Banjo. I don't want to get people's hopes up too much, but you got to keep your eyes on certain things. And once you've been doing this long enough, you start to see certain things. So overall, to kind of wrap up the Smash predictions, I feel like revealing two characters, specifically these two, is pretty ideal because then it gets us speculating with no hints whatsoever about characters four and five. If you're talking about it's, if it's going to be third-party matchups here, I mean, Capcom could maybe do with another character. Bandai Namco could certainly do with another character. Heck, they helped develop the game. They probably could use another representative. Uh, one rumor that I've seen out there, certainly with you know some conflicting information about timing of character reveals based on what I think, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil and Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. Those would be some pretty great two final characters, not going to lie. But we'll have to see these two locked in first, and then we can maybe start predicting what the final two will be. I mean, that's it's really exciting. And for this podcast, we had to get our, our Smash Brothers predictions out there for E3 2019. But what about other conferences? I've got Super and Tony's thoughts as well. So with Nintendo, let's start with Super's thoughts. He says, quote, Nintendo's Direct will be more of an update on games announced already. Bayonetta 3, Luigi's Mansion 3, Astral Chain, and Animal Crossing. As for other heavy-hitting titles, we'll have to wait for the September Direct. And I kind of agree with him there. I mean, we're going to have to wait for the September Direct for some more games, maybe ones that are the beginning of 2020. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of... Here are, Here's more information about this game. I mean, Link's Awakening, for God's sakes. I mean, we know it's going to be playable on the show floor now. Uh, we'll have to see more about that. Maybe there is a $200 special 
edition with the egg on, you know, the, the wind fish. Maybe that's, that's a big deal. We'll have to see. Tony says, quote, if Prime Trilogy isn't announced, the team that made the Samus Returns game will have some sort of project teased. He says this is wishful thinking. I think you got to have Prime Trilogy here, especially after the Prime 4 news. Prime Trilogy, get it at the end of the year. That would be fantastic. I, I, would, I would love to see that. I think that's the year. Some of my thoughts here for Nintendo's E3 conference. Direct, what have you. I think it's really going to be a lot of safe updates on titles we know about. And it's, it's like what Super said. I think we get our first look at Animal Crossing gameplay on Switch. We get an official title. But it launches like December 2019, if not slipping into early 2020. Uh, those games have a lot of work going into them, especially for multiple regions. I think The Witcher 3 on Switch is real, albeit downgraded as far as graphics go. And I think we get two other surprise third-party ports that are kind of on this level. I think Bayonetta 3 is a no-show. I think it needs more time. To kind of continue the Microsoft partnership just a little bit as a, a, a bold prediction, I think Phil Spencer shows up in the direct. I mean... Redmond, Washington, Microsoft's right there with Nintendo of America. I mean, come on, entirely possible. I think he shows up, Phil Spencer, to talk about, you know, thanking Nintendo for the partnership, but also to show Ori in the Blind Forest on Switch. And then finally, I think this is the time Super Nintendo games come to Switch Online uh, with Super Mario World among the games launching that day. That would be great to see. Microsoft Super says, quote, Halo will be shown in full detail. Gears will probably be teased, but overall Epic is going to showcase something different. Probably a new Fortnite season or spinoff. Xbox is going to win E3, as Nintendo's Direct will be good, but not mind-blowing. Interesting. I, I wish he were or here. I mean, a lot of job schedules to match up. It's, it's a little hectic. Because Epic is not helping with Gears. That's the coalition and Gears is coming this year, uh, so I think Gears gets more of a blowout than Halo, certainly. Here are my thoughts. Tony didn't have any thoughts to specifically contribute, aside from Nintendo showing up at Microsoft. But here are my thoughts on Microsoft at E3. I think this will easily be the best conference of the show, simply because of all the third-party presence that just wants to be on that main stage, especially in Sony's absence. Yeah, I think Gears 5 gets a specific release date for this fall, maybe even a demo. And I do think we learn more about Halo Infinite, but it's probably a next-gen game at this point because I'm sure next-gen hardware will be teased. No name announcement, I would imagine. I think it's going to be the Project Scorpio route of talking about how powerful it is. And we'll give you code names. Scarlet, Lockhart, Anaconda. Ooh, be excited. Fall 2020. We'll, we'll tell you more. Soon or next E3. I think it'll be kind of like that. But I think Project X Cloud, their streaming service, gets an official name, as well as closed beta details, a public release window. And I think you got to throw in pricing. After Google Stadia did what they did to kind of say, here's what we have to do, I think Microsoft has to come in and kill it on the X Cloud service. I think they, with, with Game Pass, with what they offer on the exclusives front, I think they can really deliver and impress, but get all that stuff right. I think that's probably what I'm most curious to see, actually. I mean, gosh, on top of the 14 first-party games, I mean, that's just incredible. Other games, though, I think that George R.R. R. Martin from Software Game is real, and it'll be here, and I think the next Fable game will be teased. Playground, 
Forza Horizon, what are they doing? How are they doing this new take on Fable? Is it just a title splash? Is it just going to be called Fable? Fable 2020, what have you? I'd be very interested to see what that is. I think it'll be something similar, a small tease, just like what Elder Scrolls 6 and uh, Starfield last year from Bethesda. I think it'll be something like that. Microsoft's going to have a great show, almost two hours long. I can't wait, to be honest. Ubisoft. Tony has thoughts on Ubisoft. He says, quote, Ubisoft announces a new Rayman, or Tony doesn't see him in another five years. And boy, I would hate for that to happen. I would love to see another Rayman game. I'll throw something out there that I've, I've read just, you read people in their E3 predictions, right? Something I read a couple times that I would find really interesting is the idea of if Nintendo does another partnership with Ubisoft for the third straight year, Rayman cross Donkey Kong. 2D platforming, what a great crossover. That would be fantastic. I would love to see it, but I think Ubisoft has enough different AAA games that they'll be announcing here and there. So my thoughts on Ubisoft, I think Watch Dogs Legion impresses with its integration of playing as every and any character in London. Uh, that's, that's a big claim to make, and I think they'll back it up. I'm really curious. I loved Watch Dogs too, so I can't wait to see what Legion does to impress. Splinter Cell really should show up this year. But, you know, can't really mess with Jason Schreier, and he has doubts. He thinks people will be disappointed, even after the Sam Fisher goggles showing up on GameStop and then disappearing. I think somehow it won't, or at least won't in the way that we want Splinter Cell to show up. I would love to play a Splinter Cell game in a world without Metal Gear Solid. It should show up, but it somehow, somehow won't. I think Roller Champions will open the show after a Just Dance musical number, but there will only be one other new IP announced for Ubisoft because I think the rest of the show is really just going to involve updates on big franchises or just, you know, new entries in IP. I mean, we, we saw the tease for uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, like based on the old Pioneer game turned into a, a co-op PVE kind of game. I mean... That's a Rainbow Six game. That's not a new IP. So I'm expecting a pretty good show from Ubisoft, but it's just a lot of updates on games that we kind of already know about. And that's unfortunate. Square Enix should have a big year. Super says, quote, Squeenix is going to ride high on the success on KH3 and announce some of the features in the DLC. Some people are going to freak out at the Final Fantasy characters, but they'll give us next to nothing about real content. Lots of pretty trailers, nothing else. Interesting. Tony has a similar thought and says, quote, While Square will have some exciting announcements and show off their new Avengers game and KH3 DLC, the conference itself will be a boring, terrible mess like it always is. I think they're doing a direct-like format, and they kind of messed that one up last year, so I don't blame them for thinking it'll kind of under-deliver, but I think Square Enix has a lot of punches to throw this year. They're in Sony's former time slot for a reason. They have big games to show. My thoughts on Square Enix, I think Marvel's Avengers gets people the most intrigued for a game as a service that we've seen yet. I mean, there are games like The Division 2, there's Destiny 2, there's Anthem, but something about Avengers will get the internet and people really excited for what is kind of an overplayed genre at this point that they really want to grab that piece of the pie. I think Avengers will impress. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind? Yeah, I think it'll be there. Get people excited. Honestly, about seeing 
Squall again, I'm going to say. I think they'll mix in some of the Final Fantasy characters. I think Squall will be among them, and I think it'll be the only reference to Final Fantasy VIII in the whole show. Final Fantasy VII, though, meanwhile, that remake, I think it gets a release month in early 2020 for its first episode. Don't know if they'll actually say what the first episode will go up to. I mean, maybe the end of Midgar. I mean, that's just a possibility. And I think the show ends with a next-gen tease for Final Fantasy XVI. We got to get a tease sometime, right? If it's going to be a thing, I think it's inspired by the look and theme of Agni's philosophy. Remember that concept trailer from like, what, 2012? Redhead girl uses magic. A lot of, I think it was feathers. That'd be really interesting. I kind of go back to the, the old magic roots here. Some final E3 2019 predictions here from Tony. He says, Blue Point is remaking MGS1. Let's go. Hell Yes. I love the thought of predicting what is Blue Point's next game. They're the remastered team who last worked on Shadow of the Colossus. And some people are like, maybe they're working on Demon's Souls. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like that's a step down. You go from Shadow of the Colossus to Demon's Souls. Is that the one we need to revisit after the Dark Souls trilogy, after Bloodborne, after whatever this next From game is? You just got Sekiro. <laughs> and you want a Demon's Souls remaster? Metal Gear Solid 1 would be fantastic, redone by Blue Point. They're amazing. And I think they got to get one more game out of them before they make something new on their own, a new IP. So I, I love this prediction. You see it definitely, you know, places on the internet, but I, I love it. Great call, Tony. I'll say that. For me, I think despite what should be a slam dunk lineup, uh, you know, following indications that Rocksteady and WB Montreal won't be at E3, I think Warner Brothers also does not show the long-rumored Harry Potter RPG. I think it's a thing. I think it's just too early in development, though. And yeah, they have these games. I mean, my God, whatever Rocksteady's doing. Batman Court of Owls from WBA Montreal. Like, these are fantastic games, but I think Warner Brothers is just passing, and that's a shame. I do think Capcom makes a surprise appearance, though. Financials indicating that they might not have anything big to show, but I think they show up, maybe in Microsoft's conference, but they don't show a Resident Evil game. Everyone wants them to do Resident Evil 8, another first-person game, maybe in VR, or, heck, I mean, churn out another remake. RE3 remake? Yeah, could do that. Raccoon City's kind of already built, right? I think they show up something else. Is it Dino Crisis? Is it a Marvel vs. Capcom game? Who knows? I think they show up and surprise us. Somehow. And Bethesda, yeah, Bethesda will have a great show. I mean, Doom Eternal, Wolfenstein Youngblood. I think they might show up and do uh, Evil Within 3. That'd be neat. I think they'll have a great show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they spin Fallout 76, right? Do they apologize? Do they say, oh, we have more coming. Don't give up faith, whatever. Should be a good E3. I'm a little disappointed that I have to travel for it. I will not be at home on vacation watching for the first time in years years like i can't think of the last time that i didn't have this time off i instead i gotta be working i'm gonna be out in the middle of nowhere when nintendo's direct happens what a killer right like that's uh anyway but i hope you have a great e3 i mean enjoy watching and enjoy all the smash brothers news to be honest super tony and i will be back after e3 2019 to have a good discussion catch up see how we're doing and where do we stand on Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and its DLC rollout? Uh, so please look forward to that. Just wanted to get something down here on the record for you all. 
really just enjoy E3 2019. We're going to have a great time, even if some of us are away for it. Hope you do too. With that, I'm Yoko. We'll see you next time. Take care. We're out. Show me your news.